Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of The Baker and the Blocker. I am Justin Grinnell, The Blocker. And I am James Hammond, The Baker. We aim every week to provide fun segments, conversations, and insights that two college students find fascinating. So welcome back, and uh, before we get started, we got to plug this Instagram. We have, our goal is 630 followers in, how many, 63 days? Yep. And we're making a podcast every three days. We're 12 days in, so we are not on pace to make it, but <laughs> we will see what happens the rest of the yeah. way. We're uh, 50 out of 630. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, go follow us on Instagram, the Baker and the Blocker. And soon we'll have a Twitter up today, later today, maybe tomorrow. And go follow that. Yeah. So today we have a two-segment episode planned. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the crazy family connections that we have personally. Uh, and then I'm going to run down some of the weirdest, creepiest, and scariest, co- or not conspiracies, thinking about last week, <laughs> coincidences in history. Before we get started, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good today. I did not get to bake like I did in the first two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. There is a reason for that. Uh, it's not my fault, but I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. So. Okay, okay. Let's get started. Uh, I guess. I guess we should just get started. Okay, family connections. Do you want to start or should I? I feel like you have the best one, so maybe that should be saved yep. for absolutely last. So before before we do this, <clears throat> I, I kind of screwed up. I was like, family connections. I was like, oh, uh, like what what weird connections or relationships do like celebrities have? Mm-hmm. And Hammond over here thought it was like, I like thought personal were, things. Yeah. So we, we got different things. So this will make it more interesting. See, but I thought you meant personal family connections mm-hmm. because you have one really crazy one. Okay. So my really crazy one is my dad is adopted. So I think when he was like 40, probably like 10 years ago, he found his like biological parents and went down and like met them and stuff and learned that uh, his brother was in jail for like 10 years. I think he's in jail now, or, like, just got out or something like that. But he, he used to cook meth with Walter White. Like, the Walter the White Walter Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Is, so, what would this person be to you? He would be your... He'd be my uncle. Right. So, is your uncle Jesse Pinkman? Oh, what? My uncle? Yeah. Oh, oh, in real life, he might... Maybe. That would be pretty cool. That would be insane. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just Aaron Paul. Um, that would also be really cool. That would be even cooler. That would definitely be cooler because then you wouldn't have a meth addict. It would just be like a, a cool dude. Yeah, that's true. Not that a meth addict can't be a cool dude. <laughs> All right, you want to share what you're Okay. Do you have any? Uh, yeah. So this one's personal. Um, as you all know, recently in the news, there's been a, a Supreme Court death in Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, and Ruth actually went to college with my grandma. What? And they were really good friends. That is no way. That's so cool. And uh, Ruth's first court appointment was offered to my grandma first. But my grandma turned it down to teach instead. What the what? Mm-hmm. So that would have that court that she got appointed to. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like either New York or Washington, mm-hmm. and uh, it fast tracked her to the Supreme Court. Whoa, 
So I could be living in, actually, I don't know how differently my life would be, but my grandma could have been on the Supreme Court one day. That would be over and go. But that, wow. that's, oh, that's, I mean, I have a couple more with my grandma, but I'll let you, uh, we can bounce back and forth. Okay. So I, <laughs> now these are my celebrity ones. Okay. So Jenny McCarthy, she's like a model, like a legit model. Melissa McCarthy, you know her? The, the like, Vine star? No. What? Like, M- Melissa McCarthy, like the, what movie is she? I'm talking about Vine. She's kind of like a little, little chubbier. She's in like. Spy the Heat, Tammy. Is is she Tammy? She's in what's the what's the show? She looks familiar. Yeah, okay. She's an actor, but her Mike Jenny Norman. McCarthy in, is related to Melissa McCarthy, and they're all related to Mike McCarthy, the famous coach of the Packers, and oh, now really? the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a cool family. The only one that I really know of those three is Mike McCarthy. I knew I know Melissa and Mike. I didn't know who Jenny was, but she's like a big model or something. I wonder if um, that's kind of crazy how they all became famous in like a unique way. Yeah, the most famous person in my family is that meth addict or meth cook. Maybe he wasn't addict. He just maybe, yeah, him. maybe he was just a cook. Yeah, because <laughs> that's a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I'll I'll go again. Uh, this one's probably not as cool as Ruth, just because that's a hard one to top. That's really hard to top. Uh, and probably most of you listening won't know who this dude is, but there's probably a small subsection of you who will. Um, do you know who Carl Sagan is? Yeah, like the, the not scientist. He's a like a theorist slash physicist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deals a lot with like the origin of the universe and like subatomic particles and like. Stuff that most people can't really comprehend. He taught Neil deGrasse Tyson? I believe so. Okay. He's also in the, um, oh, what's that one, what's that one, like, music video that they put, like, auto-tuned scientists to and they showed it to us in eighth grade? What? I can't remember. It was, like, I don't know. But it, it was all about, like, famous scientists talking about scientists, scientists science and the scientific method but any and carl sagan's in that but with carl sagan uh my grandma was actually good friends with him what is your grandma <laughs> she's like friends with famous scientists and astrophysicists so or whatever in ruth bader ginsburg right so my grandma currently she teaches law at the u of m what i didn't even know that what the heck what do you mean you've never told me that well i mean you know uh, she, whatever she's just law to you she's she's a really cool lady but yeah. she is her i don't know how to put this so she's really cool extremely smart and this isn't even like her most prestigious appointment she mm-hmm. was also the like uh i think a dean of students at cornell what the, cornell what? yeah because she went there and you know that's so what but uh oh. she was married to a man named irving younger who you don't know, and probably most of you listening don't know, but if you are a law student, you definitely know who he is, because he he was like a, a famous lecturer and like a famous defense attorney and stuff. Uh, I don't remember what singer it was, but there was a singer in like the 70s or 80s who uh, was being tried for having communist ties, and my grandpa got him off. What? <laughs> 
Uh, I, That's crazy. I should probably look it up. He has his own Wikipedia page and everything. But, I mean, he's dead now. Oh. And he, he died before I was born. But uh, here, let me pull up Irving Younger. Where was I going with this? Oh, is that this guy was married to your grandma, I believe? Yeah, and, like, my grandma... See, like, Irving was, like, famous and stuff because mm-hmm. he had, like, cool, important things. Wait, I gotta find this. Um, But, like, my grandma, she's, like... Assistant U.S. T- attorney? Yep. What the, we're just looking at his Wikipedia page right now. Oh, yeah. So... What he like the thing that I hear about the most from him, mm-hmm. he had a very famous lecture uh, about the Ten Commandments of cross examination. Yeah. So we all know what cross examination is. It's like when you're asking a witness on the other side questions to try and break down what he's saying to make him unreliable. Yeah. Um, and this lecture is available on YouTube. One, it's extremely funny. He has like he's just such a like. He has an explosive personality. He's like a really cool dude. And he puts all of these like Ten Commandments of Cross-Examination in a way that even I can understand. And I'm not a law student. Mm -hmm. I've watched it a few times because it's like the only thing I have of him, you know. But yeah, he was really cool. Um, I'm trying to find the famous case he did. Famous cases are way cooler than the meth cook. But the thing is, like, Irving Younger doesn't have a show about him. Well, we don't know. I'm sure Walter White cooks mess with a lot of people. Um, okay. Why can't I find it? Oh, okay. So, Younger's most famous case as a prosecutor was the trial of singer Pete Seeger for contempt of Congress after Seeger refused to answer questions about alleged Communist Party membership and activities. Uh, oh, but, yeah, Seeger was convicted and sentenced to prison, uh, and Younger was the prosecutor. So he sent him to prison. Uh, but the Court of Appeals reversed the conviction on the technicality. So, yeah. That's cool. Do you know Peter Seeger? I think uh, we talked about this case in my AP Gov class, and I was like, "My grandpa was the prosecutor." <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's so weird. So I guess Irving Younger and Judith Younger have a lot of connections. Yeah, I... and that's my mom's parents. Uh, mom, if you're listening, I hope I got the details right. Want to say something way less crazier? Huh? Sure. Yeah. So, Kevin Love, you know, the basketball player from the Timberwolves? Great player. Um, he is the nephew of Mike Love, one of the founders and singers of the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And hearing this in a podcast is what sparked this whole family connection. So, you, you learned that, like, in the past week? Like, right? today. I learned it today. I was at the gym, and we were trying to decide what we want to talk about. And I was like, well, Kevin Love and the Beach Boys? I have to tell somebody about this. I already knew that one, unfortunately. Okay. Did sorry. you know Jason Momoa, one of the best looking men alive, is the stepdad of Zoe Kravitz? So he's technically technically related to Lenny Kravitz. And he's also a famous NBA player. Ah, yes. <laughs> of Thunder. Uh, <laughs> um, if you don't get that joke, there's an NBA player named Stephen Adams who looks almost identical to Jason Momoa. 
Yep. He's awesome, dude. Um, what was I going to say? I, I have a couple more if you want me to go through. Go for it. Oh, I did remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Right, go for it. Uh, Clay Thompson and Kevin Love played on the same youth basketball team because they're both from L.A. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Nicolas Cage, who we all know, and Sofia Coppola, who won, do you know who she is? She won Best Screenplay for Lost in Translation. They're related, and so that means Nicolas Cage is also related to Francis Ford Coppola. You know who that is? I don't think so. He created two of the top five movies of all time, and he has six Academy Awards. What are, what are these movies? Uh, Apocalypse, now, Apocalypse Now and Godfather 1 and 2. And he made Godfather 3. But, but that's not... No. I have not seen any of those, so I can't... So. Um... Well, you know... That's frustrating. It's not my fault. You could just watch them. I could, but I also don't have to. Yeah, but you could. This is just like... Somebody, <laughs> somewhat, you eventually, everyone has to watch like The Godfather. Or at least Godfather 2. You know, the... Do you know how, like, LeBron James, his connection with the Godfather? I do not. There was a rumor during his time in Miami that he would watch the Godfather on repeat during his free time during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Like, he would just watch it, yeah. and then if he had to go do something, he'd pause it and re like go. And he'd watch it, like, 12 times in a single playoffs. That's been debunked. It's not true. Oh. But I think that was something that either LeBron himself or, like, his camp spread, because that's, like, a really badass thing. Yeah. You gotta... Okay, now you have to watch it. Out, we'll watch it together. It's so good. We will. Maybe at our pizza party tonight. Yeah. You know, Angelina Jolie and Hillary Clinton are ninth cousins twice removed. Holy moly. And Madonna's in there somewhere, too. <laughs> that supports our... Um... Illuminati? Yeah. That's the Illuminati at work. They just connect the most powerful people in the world. Okay. Another one. Apparently, Justin Bieber and Ryan Gosling are distant cousins. Just like Hillary and Jolie. Yeah. It must be even less, because the website I was looking at these on said the ninth cousin is twice removed, but only just said distant cousins. <laughs> well, you know, we're distant cousins as well. Yeah. I mean, everyone. Six degrees or whatever? Right? Well, that's different. Mm. I don't know. The six degrees of Kevin Bacon and also the six degrees of separation. You know about the Kevin Bacon one? Nope. You can connect almost anybody in oh, Hollywood actually, yeah. with Kevin Bacon. By uh -huh. Kevin Bacon's been in a movie with this person. They've been... <laughs> it's like the six degrees of separation. Uh, oh, we could definitely do a segment on our best six degrees of separations. I have Kim Jong-un. I have nobody. And Kim Jong-un is only five degrees from me. Only five? Well, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I could say it now, or I could save it for a future podcast. I say save, save it. Save it? Okay. Okay, fine. So as I was researching this, I was like, man, there's some pretty good-looking people. Who was the hottest guy to you? Like, actor? In the world? Yeah. Who's your favorite? The hottest guy actor? Yeah. Well, you know what I want to say. I don't. Myself. I, yeah, yeah, you can't say yourself. Do, do, or does it have to be like Hollywood actor? Google Hollywood I, actor. I'm pretty small time. Most well-known actor. <sighs> that. 
See, I'd like to say that I pay attention to the men in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Is Ryan Gosling over for you? I think Dave Franco. Dave Franco, wow. I just, Dave I, Franco. I mean, it, or whichever one's in Planet of the Apes, the remix. Yeah, that's the other one. That's James. Yeah, it's James Franco. Oh, what a what a coincidence, huh? Hey, <laughs> we're talking about coincidences today, and oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I I really like James Franco, but it's like you know, it's a personality thing. You know, he's really cute, but he's also like a cool guy. He, he looks kind of funny. You you're the one who didn't want to watch Nightcrawler. Well, I I like Southpaw though. So why don't you want to watch Nightcrawler? I told you I wasn't in a. In the what movie. about Enemy? I feel like you'd like Enemy. I, I haven't seen that either. Have you seen Zodiac? Yes, I love that movie. So it seems like you like Jake Gyllenhaal, just don't want to watch his movies. I didn't want to watch Nightcrawler that night because I didn't want to watch a serious movie. And the movie we ended up watching was A, not serious, and B, hilarious. So I don't have a problem with what happened that night, and neither should you. Unfriended. Unfriended. The funniest movie ever. Uh, The less scary a horror movie is, typically the funnier it is. But it could also just be really boring. We watched The Exorcist the other day for Halloween. Huh. Oh, scary ass movie. I can't handle scary movies. Like I am terrified. Like I just, I'm so bad. I want to watch like, I want to find like a, a reputable list with like the ten scariest movies and like I think just Exorcist watch them all. Is... Definitely. I think Conjuring is probably top yeah. three. I think, according to a lot of people, yeah. Sinister, have you seen that? It's not scary at all. Really? I it's, thought Sinister it, was very scary. It's a good movie. It's not scary whatsoever. What about the... What's the other one you were talking about? Hereditary. Hereditary? That's very scary. That one's really scary. Well, I, then, I really like Hereditary. That one. <laughs> what's another one? I've heard The Exorcist 3. There's... Oh my god. It's the crazy storyline. Have you seen The Exorcist? Wait, is the Exorcist the one that's connected to the Nun? That's the Conjuring. The Conjuring. Oh, okay. Yeah. Exorcist that's... is like the Exorcist, nineteen seventy six. Created modern horror movies. I just couldn't remember which one, but um, the Nun isn't scary at all. The trailer was scarier than any single part of the movie. What about The Shining? See The Shining? Uh, parts of it. Here's Johnny. Yeah, you have to just watch it. But isn't The Shining like not? It's more like, yeah. Oh, get out. That's not, it's not like scary, but (laughs) it's a fantastic movie. The subtleties in that movie are crazy. Yeah, I think Jordan Peele is awesome. There's a lot of people I know that say, like, they don't think it's that great or that Mm -hmm. deep, even. I I just don't think they get it. Yeah. (laughs) So good. It's probably my second favorite film of the 2010s. It's definitely up there for me as well. It might be. I mean, Planet of the Apes. I. It's hard to like when there's like trilogies, you know. Because mm-hmm. like if you rate them as a trilogy as one single movie, then weak parts of it can bring it down. Yeah. Like Planet of the Apes. But I also don't want two of my top five slots to be taken up by the same franchise. Supporting my number one, it is The Social Network by far. Hmm. That's a decent movie. Decent movie. I'd say it's like good. Really? Have you seen the social network? Yeah. 
it's good. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, like by far, but it's definitely entertaining. I like Jesse Eisenberg a lot. Yeah. Why is he now only playing Lex Luthor? Why isn't he doing other cool acting things? Lucrative deals. I, would you rather he plays Rio in Rio 4? He played Rio in Rio's Room 2 and 3. If you've seen the Social Network, you know he's an amazing actor. Rio is also a good movie. I'm not going to disrespect it. At least the first one I haven't seen two or three. Um, no, it actually is like, you know, you know Rio. Yeah. Have you seen it? Not the fourth one. Have you seen Oh, I don't think the fourth one exists, but oh. I'm saying. Yeah, I've seen it. Like, you would rather have him do Rio 4? <laughs> actually, yeah. The DC movies are terrible. Horrible movies. <laughs> Okay. Historical coincidences. I have a lot. There's okay. some that are really short. There's some that require uh, examples. Okay. Let me pull up my notes. I, I can do that one if you Oh, you have a coincidence? Yeah. Just one? No, no. I did a couple smaller ones and then one biggerish one. All right. I have a whole ton of them, so we can just sprinkle those in. Okay. All right, oh. so, but first I have to talk a little bit about psychology and, like, human brain anatomy, just a little bit. Okay. So, a lot of these coincidences have to do with apophenia, which is the tendency to perceive meaningful connections between unrelated things. Mm -hmm. uh, humans aren't the only animals with this ability, uh, because it's proven advantageous in survival for, like, animals. Because if you see you know, light balls in the bush next to you, it's better to assume that it's a hungry lion than it is, like, yeah, a spider. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. And human brains are, like, built to detect patterns and to respond to ambiguity. And a lot of, like, uh, psychological concepts are based on this, like confirmation bias and selection bias. Mm -hmm. It's all about establishing patterns to process information more efficiently. Um, okay. So I'm going to start with just a real quick one. Sure. The speed of light is 299,792,458 meters per second. The latitude of the Great Pyramid of Giza is 29.979,2458. Exactly Those are exactly the same. The thing about like the pyramids of Giza and like the lion, what's the lion thing? The golden ratio. The what? The lion thing. The why can't I think of what it's called? What's the thing where it's like? The, oh, the hand? sphinx. The sphinx. That apparently those are all like way older than they seem. Like than was recent recently been known, but <laughs> like Egypt and other things don't want to allow people to go research it because then it'll just screw up all history what do you mean like they're older than yeah, so current like, history says yeah and that there's older i can't it was like there's tombs like underneath them they mm -hmm. found but like the egypt won't let them go and like discover them or research the well, place i wouldn't underneath. either that's sacred to us to us uh, if i were an egyptian i wouldn't let them do egyptians find them as sacred i would I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, it's just a... I'm sorry, that was just a weird thing I remembered. I think, um... I think it's more that they don't want to expose that aliens help them build them. Mm, mm. 
and then like left. I I don't I, I don't know. No, I don't think it's alien. Man. It was slave labor. Uh, <laughs> you got another one for us? Oh yeah, plenty. Uh, I have like this whole thing is about, about the connection between Abraham Lincoln and JFK. Oh, this oh please do this one. I love okay. this one. So first I'm gonna say something about Abraham Lincoln's son. So Abraham Lincoln's son, Robert Lincoln, was saved from death by a stranger when he almost stumbled and fell onto train tracks with an oncoming train. The stranger that saved him was named Edwin Booth. The brother of John Wilkes Booth. I I have that written down. Oh. <laughs> that blew up. I was like, what? That's crazy. Um, another one. Uh, an anagram for the meaning of life is the fine game of nil. Or the fine game of nothing. Do you have a reaction to that? Is that supposed to mean something? The meaning of life. The fine game of nil. It's a very yeah. pessimistic answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one about Bruce Lee. Oh, let's hear it. I love Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee died in 1973 following the production of what became his final movie, Game of Death, which is about an actor who dies after being shot with a prop gun, or when a prop gun accidentally goes off. 20 years later, his son Brandon Lee was shot and killed by a prop gun that accidentally went off. This happened two months before a movie called Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, which is about a demon that fights Bruce Lee and then goes after his son. I just feel like, like, how did I not know that before? Like, Bruce Lee is a huge star. How do you... I've heard this one before, but how do you... What is that movie? Bruce Lee is fighting a demon? Yeah. I mean, Bruce Lee, he's a great fighter. Yeah, I guess. Who do you get to play Bruce Lee? His son. Wait, was he... Was Dragon the Bruce Lee story? Was he killed during shooting that? I don't know. But I'm assuming... I'm pretty sure Bruce Lee's son... And, like, but, like, still, like... I don't know, like... Bruce Lee himself is an actor... I just want to know if he was in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. I don't think he was. We are Googling it currently. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. No, Jason Scott Lee. I guess that's one of his other sons. Yeah, that's the son I was thinking about. So I, you get Jason, you play... I mean, you can't have another actor play Bruce Lee. Oh, it's got to be his son. He was in Mulan. This other son. And Lilo and Stitch. And The Jungle Book. Dang, he's got Disney affiliations. Hey, that's, and Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Of course, that's his best one. Obviously. Um, so you already knew that one? I've heard. I don't, I don't know if I've... Okay. Alright, this next one requires a little bit of interactivity. No. So, after Lee Harvey Oswald uh, killed JFK... He was giving a, an interview to like the FBI, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he lived in the Soviet Union for a while, and he's trying to repudiate claims about Cuba being communist. Yeah. And at one point during the interview, he says, and the Fair Play for Cuba Committee, uh, and 
I, I'm just going to play this for you and have you guys. Uh, so I'm going to say, and the fair play for Cuba. I'm going to play this for you guys. And I want, Justin, I want you to tell I'm me listening. what it sounds like. You don't hear it? Alright, the first. I wish to, what? I wish to kill. I wish to kill her for me. It doesn't sound that great, does it? But some people allege that it sounds a lot like I wish to kill president. Oh. And okay. some and when you play Lee Harvey Oswald's words himself, mm-hmm. it sounds a lot more. So, you know, maybe it was a secret confession that he had on purpose. Did he confess to it? He was shot before his trial. Uh, there's another one. <clears throat> Let's try this. Ooh, you sniff turkey fat. I think you're supposed to Am I just, like, deaf? Like, can I not understand this? <laughs> this one's kind of... Not what it sounds like. I think you're Spencer, you. I think you're Spencer, you. <laughs> to me, it sounds like happy something to you. Happy birthday? Some people say it sounds like happy birthday to you. I think you're Spencer, you. The middle part doesn't. doesn't Do you know the, the, the Beatles song? When it's backwards? Uh. It's just something like John Lennon. Uh, I have another one that's actually a lot better. Um, I have to pull up a picture of it, though. Uh, hold on one second for me. Carson. So there's this poem written uh, written by a dude named Carson Johansson. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's a woman. I actually don't know. Um Hold on, I, I wanna I wanna do this for you guys. I did know that. Uh, hold on one second. I just need uh I need the the words of this poem to show up. Tammy's looking on Vsauce right now. This is where I heard about this poem. I don't remember which part of it it's in. I think it's actually towards the start. I do love Vsauce. Okay. So, I'm going to record this poem. And Justin, I want you to tell me what it sounds like backwards. When I wonder why, what's never's... I already screwed it up. (laughs) When I wonder why what's never been's never been so, we would lie when we say, yes, you know, we all love you. What's never been's never been so, hell, we're nowhere now. Tell me what this sounds like backwards. Wonder, wonder, blah, what's never been's never been so, we will lie you when we say, yes, you know, we all love you. What's never been's never been so, we all we're nowhere now. Nothing. That doesn't sound like anything. I can't good. do. I can't hear any of these. It's the exact same thing backwards. Ah. Well, yeah, I heard that then. 
What do you mean? Okay, just, just put, put it again, please. Wonder, wonder why. Yeah. Us and it prevents and it prevents the ways of why you want to say. Yes, you know we all love you. Us and it prevents and it prevents the outward and the window. Isn't that crazy? Sure. This poem was written. And when you read it backwards, it's the exact same poem. Wait, so someone wrote this, then they realized this, you could say it's backwards? I think so. I don't know if it's just the backward. I just don't find these very impressive. Okay, well, I'm saving. I, I'm doing them first because they're a little bit iffy. Okay. There's some. I have a lot better ones. Do you want me to go to one of the better ones? Sure. Okay. Actually, I have one more backwards one. Just one more. Um, so when Neil Armstrong walks on the moon, mm -hmm. uh, his first words were... One small step for man. What? One uh, giant leap for mankind. One giant leap for mankind. But when you record one small step for man, it sounds... I am Okay, so it doesn't work when I do it. I can't understand any of these. Like, I cannot. I don't know hey, what's with me. That was kind of a bust, but when Neil Armstrong says it, it sounds like man will spacewalk. I thought that was kind of cool. Okay, let me get to some actually good ones now. Um, Let's go with... I did Bruce Lee. Um, Okay, so there are some longer albums out there uh namely or mostly pink floyd albums okay. that when you start the album at the exact same time as certain movies they oddly sync up like the music syncs up in the track order with the the movie okay. uh the two main examples that i found were pink floyd's dark side of the moon and the wizard of oz uh, obviously, we can't test that here and now on the podcast, but, you know. Uh, and then Pink Floyd's Echoes and 2001 A Space Odyssey. Have you seen 2001 Space Odyssey? Of course. It's a pretty good movie. I like the intro with the gorillas or the monkeys. It's like, <laughs> you know? Isn't it crazy? That was done in 1969? Yeah, that was the insane part to me. That's oh, so cool. the walking! If you've seen 2001: Space Odyssey, when he's like running in the spaceship, how do they do that? You know, they say that um, they hired Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing pictures. Yeah. But he's such a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to the moon to take the pictures. <laughs> wow! Shout out the Stanley Kubrick. Okay. Uh, there's also communities online that are. Uh, dedicated to finding those synced up albums and movies. You know, like the Stanley Kubrick moon landing stuff in The Shining. What is it? I mean, you have to look. You have to see The Shining, and then there's like a twenty. There's like, I think there's a whole documentary, but there's tons of like crazy shit in The Shining, like how it was all about. I think it was like Native Americans getting killed, mm -hmm. and it's like signs all throughout the movie and stuff like that. It's, just go look it up. It's really cool. Okay. Um, have you heard about the Ohio and space slash aviation connection? No. Please tell me more. So the Wright brothers, yeah. they they were the ones that had the first demonstration of like a flying machine. Mm -hmm. They were from Ohio. Uh, John Glenn, he was the first astronaut in space. 
uh, and he was from Ohio. Neil Armstrong was also from Ohio. Uh, John Glenn was actually extremely and dangerously unqualified to be an astronaut. Uh, and yet he was. Uh, and 25, which is more than half of all astronauts current, um, 25 astronauts are from Ohio. And NASA has their like an, their own page on their website dedicated to Ohioan, Ohioan astronauts. Wow. I don't know. It's That's a coincidence. Cool. Which I would have been born in Ohio. Yeah, so apparently... Actually, I really know where's that. Have you heard of Walter Summerford? Nope. Please tell me. So he was a British military man at the okay. rank of major. Uh, he fought in World War One, and during a battle... He was riding his horse, and he was struck by lightning. Then, like 10 or 12 years later, he gets struck by lightning again while fishing. Then another 10 or 12 years later, he gets struck by, by lightning again. What is this guy doing? What are you... He is an avid outdoorsman. But he dies. After the third one? I forgot whether he died from the third lightning strike. Uh, his tombstone... Is struck and destroyed by another strike, uh, light, strike of lightning, six what years after his death. That's like, what? Like, why is he getting targeted? I don't know, but if you think about the law of truly large numbers, there's lightning strikes Earth forty to fifty times a second, okay. and then there's seven point five billion people that can get struck, so it'd actually be more unlikely. That there isn't someone with a story like this, then there isn't. That makes sense, I guess. What's more, happen, what, will happen. what when it becomes unlikely is the fact that like it happened, you know, and it, it like got documented. Mm -hmm. It was someone with enough of a public life. Yeah. Um. Another thing with like you know, you know what Murphy's law is, right? Yes. Like we can't happen, it will happen. I think it's so cool. Wait, it, I thought it was what can go wrong will go wrong. Same thing. Because it depends how you think about going wrong. But, like, there's, like, a point in time where I could punch my hand in this table and my hand will just go through the table. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Right. That's all. Um, have you heard of... Oh, did I accidentally just delete? No, okay, good. So, have you heard of The Futility? Mm -mm. So, Futility was a book written by Morgan Robertson. Uh, and it was written about a ship called the Titan okay. uh, and its first voyage. Uh, so this was written 14 years before the Titanic sailed or was made. Mm -hmm. And there were some strange similarities between the ships and their stories. Okay. So both ships were called unsinkable, the Titan in the book and the Titanic in real life. Yeah. They were both British owned. They were both 800 feet long, give or take like 10 feet. Uh, they were both hit by an iceberg. They both sank at midnight in April, 400 miles from Newfoundland. Both ships had 2,000 or more passengers and not enough life jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, anything? No, it's counted on that one. <laughs> I, I just think, like, how do you, how does that happen? It's like the same thing, though, with the, this lightning strike. 
Like, odds are someone back in 19 or whatever. But, like... That someone... The odds of a British-owned ship... But the fact that they're both called unsinkable and then they sunk in the exact same way... How many ships have been called unsinkable? Those are the only two that I can think of. You know my best knowledge of ship names. <laughs> no, but like, okay. That's, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's cool. The thing is, like, if if it was like, like, if it was possible for a ship to be called unsinkable, and if it was if it was possible or known enough that getting hit by an iceberg would sink a ship, mm-hmm. like you'd think. The Titanic would have avoided it, you know, but they didn't because it wasn't seen as a threat. I guess not. I don't, I don't it's know a, much about all I'm saying is aliens, okay? There you go. You want to go to another one? Okay. I, I did that. Those stop doing that. Let's say Hammy does his notes. Like he has a laptop right here that we record on, but he takes his notes on his phone. I have the laptop more for the timer and the being able to see that the recording is working. Uh, and it's also because I do my research on my computer and I write my notes on my phone at the same time. Um, all right, I'm gonna save the Abraham and Lincoln, uh, Abraham Lincoln and JFK connections for last. Okay. You want me to share mine? My bigger one. I have one other one. Do you want to go first? No, it's okay. Okay. In 1838, Edgar Allan Poe released his only full novel, and it's called The Narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. Have you, have you read it? I have not read that. Right. <laughs> uh, the story is about four men who get stranded after their shipwrecks. Uh, and in order to survive, they're forced to kill and eat a boy named Richard Parker. Okay. Six years later, a ship called the Nigonet, Nigonet, I, I read it, I don't know how to pronounce it, also wrecked leaving four survivors. Three of the survivors, in order to survive, were forced to kill and eat a boy named Richard Parker. <laughs> this happened. That's pretty crazy. That, that yes. was, I think that's my favorite conspiracy here because it's like Edgar Allan Poe and it's just like, how does that happen? Yeah. He only wrote one novel? That was his only full-length novel that was published. He was mostly a poet. He also had a really crazy poem about a a dude who was having relations with a dead dead body. We read that in English in eleventh grade. Hammy took AP English. I did not. Thank you for saying it because I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah, I know you're trying to get that subtle flex in there. I'll give you. Okay, should I share one of mine? Yeah, this is my last one. So. The assassination of Franz Ferdinand. I've heard of it. You've heard of this? That started World War One. Of course. It was done by a Serbian nationalist. Yes. So, Franz Ferdinand and his wife were killed by a group called the Black Hand. Okay. When they were trying to drive their car in this, like, parade through all these crowds. So, the car that they were driving was a sports car with an open top. There were six men readily armed to kill the Duke, and one of them, Nedelko Kabrinovich, threw the bomb. So they're riding through his parade, and he throws the bomb at the car. 
Now, he must have had terrible aim or something because it bounced off the folded roof of the car. And it went out of the one behind them and it wounded like 20 people. And just a side note, Kabrinovich swallowed his cyanide pill, but it was too old. So he just threw up and then the crowd beat the crap out of him and he got arrested. So one of the other five members of the Black Hand was Gabriel Princip. And he was the one who killed Franz Ferdinand. So him seeing this whole scene and hearing about this, he's like, well, screw it. I'm going to maybe just go try to find the, the Duke somewhere else. <laughs> so he's just walking by the shop. And meanwhile, <laughs> the Duke and his wife and I think like two generals were all in this car. And they couldn't decide what to do. So they decided, I think, to go visit like the people who had been killed or hurt by the bomb in the hospital. So they're driving back in their driver accidentally takes the wrong turn yep. <laughs> he takes the wrong turn and who is standing right there Gabrielo Princep they're looking eye to eye so <laughs> they're looking eye to eye and Gabrielo pulls out his pistol and shoots Franz and Sophia Ferdinand at point blank range and now this the murder of Archduke Franz Ferdinand started World War One. And eventually led to 40 million deaths, all because a guy took the wrong turn. I have a couple of little little oh, ones. And also, he like stopped when like the assassin was like standing there, and the, the driver just stopped mm-hmm. instead of continuing to drive. Yeah, what would what would happen if that didn't happen? Honestly, we it, we could have talked about this in our conspiracy episode, but I have my own personal theory that the driver was in on it. Because uh, there was a couple other things that he did that were kind of... I mean, he, he was either just incompetent or in on it, you know? But it's possible he was just incompetent. Uh, is that... Um, I have one about the building of the Hoover Dam. Want to hear that one? Go for it. So the first person to die, there were 96 fatalities in the building of the Hoover Dam. The first was John Gregory Tierney who drowned during a flash flood in the violent Colorado River on December 20th, 1921. Fourteen years later, on the same day, another man died. It was Tierney's only son, Patrick William Tierney. And Patrick was also working on the dam, and he fell to his death. And he was the last death. Yeah. Well, father-son duo were the first Mm -hmm. and last death. Swablo and the Hoover Dam. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's kind of all I got. All right. Do you want to hear the connections between Abraham Lincoln and yes. JFK? I love these. I love these answers. So, so you've heard these before? Yeah, I heard them somewhere in school. I can't remember one. Okay. So Abraham Lincoln and JFK have a bunch of weird connections. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was elected to Congress in 1846. Mm-hmm. JFK was elected to Congress in 1946. Uh, then Lincoln was elected president in 1860. And JFK was elected president in 1960. Uh, Lincoln was shot in Ford's theater, while JFK was shot in a 1961 Lincoln convertible made by Ford. Uh, Both presidents have seven-letter last names, Kennedy and Lincoln. Uh, And both assassins were born in... uh, Wilkes was born in 1839, and Oswald was born in 1939. They both go by three-word, 15-letter names. Uh, Booth fled Ford's theater 
and was caught in a warehouse, whereas Oswald fled a warehouse and was caught in a theater. <laughs> Booth and Oswald were both killed before facing trial. Um, both Lincoln and JFK married women who were in their 20s while they were in their 30s. Both lost a son while in office. Yeah, uh, Kennedy lost a infant child, and Lincoln lost um, William Lincoln. I don't know exactly what. Um, both were shot in the presence of their wives. They're like they're sitting next to their wives. Uh, Lincoln's secretary, named Kennedy, warned him not to go to the theater, and Kennedy's secretary, named Lincoln, warned him not to go to Dallas. Uh, both presidents were shot and quickly seceded by Southerners named Johnson, Andrew Johnson and Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, and Lincoln famously gave the Emancipation Proclamation speech, and JFK proposed the Civil Rights Act. That's, that's a, lot of, a lot of weird stuff. That's all I have. That's all I have, too? Wait, actually, let me, let me check my list. I kind of went out of order. Um, do you want to do you want to choose one of the stories from last week? Uh, yeah, we didn't end up filling as much time as we thought we would with the conspiracies. Yeah, yeah let's hear one of those stories. So it's it's pile of poop and <laughs> butt cookie. <laughs> so when last week, I gave Hammy three options to choose from, which is butt cookie. Pile of poop and chugging water. Mm. And he chose chugging water. Go listen to that last podcast if you want to hear that. Uh, also, if you want to stay on top with updates about our podcast, you can follow at the Baker and the Blocker on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's we, soon to be Twitter, too. Soon to be Twitter. Uh, we'll definitely post on Instagram when that Twitter is ready. So <laughs> uh, we do have a follower goal. We aim to get 630 followers 63 days from our first podcast. Uh, we're currently 12 days in, and we are at 50. So any help would be appreciated. Also, if you're listening to this and you enjoyed, uh, we would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who also enjoys podcasts. Please do. Uh, and with that, I would like to hear the butt cookie story. The butt cookie story, okay. So I worked at the camp over the summer, as these stories are from. I have a bunch of stories from that like month and a half or whatever. But they have these confetti cookies. If you've ever been to a Young Life camp, they have these cookies there. Best. Favorite cookies in the world. Now, I was a server, so we got to take the cookies. Like, any leftover cookies, we'd always just, like, put them in huge Ziploc bags, put them up in our rooms. Nice. I gained, like, 10 pounds while I was there. It was, it was awesome. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Side note there, the baker, I, care, I think her name was Sarah. She went to LSU. She was really cool. Did she know Joe Burrow? I, maybe. She wasn't a sorority, so maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it was a chance. We don't know. We don't know. She was pretty cute. She was cool. And she said she was going to give me the recipe for the confetti cookies, but she did not. So, thanks, Sarah. Sarah, if you're listening to this, uh, it's not too late. If you follow the baker and the block on Instagram, <laughs> you can DM us that, that confetti recipe. Also, if you know a Sarah that went to LSU, find out if this is the Sarah we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Tell her to follow. Uh, and give us that recipe. Yes, please do. 
like every night we're, we're supposed to go to bed at like 10 or 11 because we have to wake up at like 7. Or at least I did because I was like a waiter. So we had to get, get, get everything ready for breakfast in the morning. So then we're doing these like weird dares or whatever. And one guy is like, oh, yeah, someone should just eat all these cookies or something like that. Something really stupid. And so this one guy, Cooper, for some reason just wouldn't have his pants on like a good amount. So he put a cookie between his butt cheeks. You know, as wait, wait, sorry, I, I spaced out for a second. Is this a kid or another? This is a kid. Okay. No, no, like what, like with us, working with us. Oh, so yeah, so we're like upstairs in our like places. It's like ten or eleven o'clock, and we're in there with one of our other leaders, who was awesome. And he was like, <laughs> he split this cookie between his butt cheeks, and he's just standing there in the middle of the room with the cookie clenched between his cheeks. Why? I I don't know. He's pants on. Well, no, your pants are off. So he just has his bare butt out in front of y'all? I I think it was, like, just the pants down. So it's, like, just the, the ass hanging out and the front, you know, the right. front was covered. Right. And then just the cookie between the cheeks. So then they, these two kids are like, what are the odds? You take a bite out of that cookie. No. No. <laughs> so if you don't know what are the odds are, you each, you know, do, like, one through ten. And we go like three, two, one, and we each say a number. And if you say the same number, the person has to go do whatever that thing was. So they do it. I think they both got five or six or something like that. Kids like shit. I have to literally. Yeah. <laughs> so we're being super loud, and we're like, one of our bosses came in like ten minutes earlier. And so, side note, he's like he. He's just standing in the middle room with the cookie clenched. <laughs> and the kid Patrick, shout out to him. I think he's like a rapper now or something. But he, he goes over and just has to lean down, get down there, take like a huge bite out of the cookie. In like one second after he takes the bite out, our boss just bursts through the door, and our kid's just standing there with the cookie clenched in his cheeks and his like pants down. <laughs> And the other kid, like, try to throw up in the bathroom with the butt cookie. So that's it. And the moral of the story is, uh, don't ever play what are the odds when butts are involved. Because yeah. I also have a story. About? About. About, don't play what are the odds when butts are involved. You remember this. Do I? You'll remember as soon as I start oh telling. Oh my god, this story. Okay. <laughs> What's the So... Me and Justin and a, a few friends are hanging out at another of our friends' house. Uh, for the sake of the story, uh, our friend Alec, we'll call him Alec. <laughs> we're at his house. Um, I don't really remember what we were doing, but... I think it was his birthday. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably right. Uh, I don't know who proposed it, but I was asked, what are the odds... That you send a picture of Alex's ass to your mom. I think I said one in ten thousand or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was it was really low odds, uh, and since this was a big deal, I, I, I was like, all right, we're both gonna write down this number mm-hmm. on our phones and we're gonna show it to a third party, and they'll tell us if we got the same. Uh, so I start writing my number in my phone. And Justin is sitting behind me. <laughs> and he he's like, you know what? It would be really funny 
if <laughs> if James has to send a picture of Alex's ass to his mom. So Justin takes out his phone, texts Alec what the number I wrote down is. <laughs> Alec writes down the same number. We show it. And we had the same number. It was like 1,436 or something like that. I don't, I don't, know, I don't remember exactly. Uh, I sort of repressed the memory a little bit. So I have to follow through on what I said. Alec goes <laughs> goes into the fucking bathroom, uh, perches his little ass on the seat, or not on the seat, on the counter. <laughs> the counter. Like he had his ass on the counter. And it's like... <laughs> And he turns and smiles through the camera. Mm. Of course, he texts me the picture so I can send it to my mother. Wow. Uh, and I went ahead and followed through on my word, and I sent the picture to my mom. What did she say? She never, never commented on it. Wow. It could, like, I don't think it, like either she didn't notice somehow. Maybe the picture never loaded on her phone. But honestly, I think if she saw it, she just would have thought it was funny. Like, my mom has a good sense of humor sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, mom, if you're listening, uh, you should text me and tell me what, what your reaction was if you yeah. did see it. Shout out to James' mom. Shout out. Hmm. Anything else you want to share? Uh, I have another story from elementary school. Just a random story, real quick. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so you're familiar with $2 bills, right? Yeah. So I had a $2 bill in elementary school. I was like, you know what would be the best thing to do with a $2 bill? Make $5. Oh. So I go up to this other kid who has $5, a $5 mm -hmm. bill, and I tell him, I don't remember what his name was. Hey, dude, this is going to be super rare. They stop making these. It's going to be worth a lot more than $5 here pretty soon. He, he'd never seen one before. So obviously he buys it. He exchanged dollar bills. He gives me his $5 bills. I get my $2 bill. Very other way around. Don't remember whatsoever. You know, uh, in elementary school, I was really big into Pokemon. I like, loved all the games and everything. And uh, I sold Pokemon cards at school. Also sold fake Pokemon cards at school. Nice. I would uh, go online, find the picture, like print it out, and like cover it in tape, like the clear <laughs> tape, and I would try to sell it to people. <laughs> Some people actually bought it. I think our friend Adam oh, no. may have bought one. Oh, I mean, if like if you can't tell, you know, it's like the same thing. Yeah, if you're if you're that stupid. You, know? you don't even have to be stupid. It, they were terrible. I don't know. They didn't even have color, so I don't know how. Oh, what? Why would anyone buy that then, bro? I don't know. So when you were when you were selling your your real ones, I don't you... think I actually sold any real ones. Oh. I used to steal Pokemon cards all the time. Is there a good story with that? No, I would just go to Target and like you know oh. how they have like the cases. Yeah. This was like years ago, you know, and that I would just. Open the case and take the main card out, and then leave everything else. That sucks. I'd feel really bad for anyone who bought that. I guess. I I'm, I'm sure they have a policy where if you buy that, you can. <laughs> but like, also, maybe they don't because. But it was like the was... front one, so you could see that it was gone. It wasn't like a special one at the front or something. I'm not familiar with how Pokemon packs work. So it's like these little cartons, 
and they have like come with packs and they usually come with like one like oh this is why you buy this like they i don't know it's like a pack with a cool bulbasaur or charizard i don't know someone else like that like a special edition card at the front so i just open them up take the special edition card and then put everything back in do you remember club penguin of course did you play it a lot yeah do you remember Masters of Card Jitsu? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's basically just rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. But um I used to make my parents get like real life versions of those cards for me. Uh and I never used them. I just liked having them. Uh I think they got thrown out pretty much. I just I didn't like a lot of people didn't don't even know that there's physical versions of those cards. I didn't know there was physical versions. So I wanted to mention it. Um, I used to at this one time. I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh too. Should I tell my Yu-Gi-Oh story? Sure. So when I don't know how old was it? Maybe like ten or eleven, maybe twelve or something. Like that. I went to like a big family Christmas with these like family we don't usually see. They live in Edina, so gross. But one of my like second cousin gives me a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I'm like, cool. I guess I've seen Yu-Gi-Oh in like the morning or whatever before I go to school. And my we get home and my dad's like, where's your Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like here, they're in my room or something like that. He's like, this is like dark magic, demon devil shit. Oh I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he just like puts them in like a garbage can and just burns them. Sad I lost those real value. Maybe there was like a million dollar Yu-Gi-Oh card in there. Were, you, were you like sad about that as a kid? Or Not was it really. sort of just like something that happened? If it was Pokemon, it probably would have been sad. But Yu-Gi-Oh, I was like, I don't want this. I, I know I would have probably thrown a fit. I was a... Did we talked with Harry Potter. Like I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. Yeah. So it was something that you're already used to. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't have watched Harry Potter either way. Maybe. I was a pretty big nerd. You're still a pretty big nerd. Wow. Thank you. You're still not thinking it. Wow. But I can't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, do we. Are we. We got uh, anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. This is uh, a good episode. You know, a little bit uh, lighter than the last one of the conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed, uh, let us know on our Instagram at the Baker and the Blocker. Um, we've already talked about our follower goal. Uh, we would really, really appreciate it if you made it to this episode and you enjoy it, or made it to the end of this episode and that you enjoy it. Um, please share it with anybody you know that enjoys podcasts. Uh, if you think they'd like it, uh, we would really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, this has been the fourth episode of The Baker and the Blocker, and we are out. Yeah, we're out. See you guys next time.